episode 10? Yes. Yes. <laughs> episode or in French? Dies. Oh, dies. I took French in college. I took French in high school um, because all the cute girls were in there. Gotcha. The, it's not helpful to my everyday life in any way. You know what I'm saying? Like cute, I, cute girls, or no, learn, knowing any amount of French. No, no, I took French. I should have taken Spanish. I took Spanish like all the smart kids. in high school, twice. Same class twice, or no, Spanish no, 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 one no. And Spanish two, Spanish one. Okay, and uno and dos. Okay, uh, I took that. <laughs> Don't know much, and yeah. I should. I I go to Spanish-speaking countries. Yeah, more. I mean, I'll just be honest. This is this is a, a loose connection to what we're talking about. But Mexican food, like legit Mexican food, taco truck, like real Mexican food yeah. is like my favorite food. And I feel like I owe them the respect of being able to order in their language, and I cannot. Absolutely. I'm a failure. I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't eat at French restaurants, and I also couldn't order no. in French, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what French food is. Chez Toast. Fond. Oh, snails. Escargot. Nah, I'm good. Oh, or like we talked about yeah, last week. Yeah, but there's also charcuterie board. That's French. A charcuterie board. <laughs> but if you get a Chez Fond, you get a burger at Chez Fond. You get a burger. I get a charcuterie board. You do? Yeah, they have a great board. I've been to Chez Fond once. Sorry, guys, this is a Birmingham restaurant. If yeah. you're listening, hey, to this. if you're in Birmingham, you need to go and you need to get their burger. I, know I haven't been stupid. in like six years. Their I need to go back. Really good. Need to go back because everyone said they have a really good burger. Mm -hmm. Here's here's the deal for for this is off top of the dome like everything else. Oh boy. Twenty twenty one. Me and you. You're pointing at me very aggressively. <laughs> we are on the hunt for the best burger in town. I would love to do that. I already know what it is, but no, you know, no, 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 no. You can't go into that way. You got to be like, what is this burger? I mean, I'm willing to eat we, every burger in Birmingham. We're gonna start at Mickey D's. Okay. And we're going to go Chef on Fawn. Like, that's Love probably it. the most expensive burger in town. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. And everything in between. And we're going to have judging criteria. Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> no. We're going we're gonna to break it down. Is the bun good? Is it juicy? Uh, is this like a specialty burger that has like some cool topping? Well, so I also tell you, we're on the burger chat this morning. That's all I want to do is talk about burger. I love Twisted burger Root. Burger buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue buffoon, burger buffoon, can only burrito buffoon. Yes. I don't know anything else starts with bees. Uh, <laughs> bread. Uh, bread. Bread. I'm not that into bread. You're not? Uh-uh. Mary Beth made some bread the other day. It was really good. No, I like homemade bread. Yeah. A little sourdough? Well, she didn't make sourdough, but it was good. Anyways, we're going to find the best burger. Yeah. Guys, get excited for 2021. We're going to burger showdown. Is this a part of the podcast or is this just me and you talking? Yeah. Okay. Oh, both and. Both and. Yeah, of course. And then we will come back with you guys with our list of what we tried, I guess. Of Birmingham burgers that y'all might not ever find. The Birmingham burger buffoons. Oh. Bingo. Triple B. Is there a triple, uh, what is Guy Fieri show? <laughs> Diners, drive-ins. Triple dive. D. Triple We're going to triple B. We're going to be triple B. I like that. Oh, I'm all about it. Well, hey, episode 10. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We went. This is how it goes. From Spanish, French to Spanish, food trucks to burgers to episode 10. I can't think makes of sense. a better way for this to start. It makes sense. We hope that you guys are having a good day. Man, the weather a few weeks ago, mm. 
chilly. Yes. It's back to like 85 degrees. Yeah. Welcome to the South. That's the way it goes. We try to think about like burning hot fire. So we got, was it is next week Halloween? Yeah. And we never know. Is it going to be 85? Last year it was freezing. And last year was freezing. The year before, I'm pretty sure. It was 100 shorts degrees. Shorts and t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be great. We never know down here what, even on like Thanksgiving and Christmas, it could still be like, uh, you might be able to bring a t-shirt. It's yeah. going to be warm You might out. mow your yard on Thanksgiving day. Absolutely. Yeah. I mowed my grass yesterday. Last one of the year? You think you got a couple more? Well, no, well, uh, probably last one of the year. Okay. I hope so. I get real ill if there's yard work being done like after Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. Just, well, we just purchased the house. Uh -huh. I mowed the grass at the new house. I was uh -huh. waiting for somebody and I was bored. And the homeowners left me the riding lawnmower. And I was like, nice let's figure lawnmower. this out. Yeah. So I did that. My current house that we're going to be out of in a few weeks, I'm not mowing that grass again. It's sold. Yeah, it's sold. I can deal with that themselves. Nope. Not me. Have fun with those leaves. Um, yeah. Again, uh, glad that you were with us. I, I, I would say give us our jingle, but nothing has changed. I oh. just looked. No more states <laughs> have added. It's okay. Oh, man. We're going to get there. So it's not up to us. It's not up to us. We did have one a listener, Lee Taylor, shout out. She like retweeted or Instagrammed. We put, and she was like, come on, people in South Carolina, North and South Dakota. And I was like, did it work? No, but I, I, I almost text back or replied and said, you could take South Carolina off that list. <laughs> I do not want them. Dead to me. Dead to me. Um, last week, we're going to jump into this. Last week, I came to you with a random question, mm. which I enjoy doing. Indeed. Which, and folks... These really are random. I don't, I don't really know what's Sometimes coming. I don't know until I say them. <laughs> but I asked you what one thing did you miss, right, during the quarantine and missed. And yeah. one thing that you brought up uh, kind of snowballed us into our topic yeah. for today was music, yeah. concerts, that uh -huh. you miss going to concerts. Yeah. And I do too. Yeah. And, and we talked last week about how music is kind of a big part of our lives, how you like to play music. Uh -huh. I've owned instruments. I've owned multiple guitars. <laughs> don't know how to play them. Um, that was my goal uh, like two or three years ago was like, instead it's of happening. just like watching TV at night, like go down to the basement and learn how to play guitar. And I did it for like two months and I forgot it all. Oh man. So, but I enjoy it. I enjoy playing. I enjoy everything about it. But what I want to talk about today mm. is this idea of music, yeah, music in the Bible, mm -hmm. music when it comes to worship, just kind of everything around music. It's something that we enjoy, and it's probably something that um, I would say a lot of our listeners you you enjoy music. Yeah, uh, there's just certain times in my life, there's certain activities that I do that I'm like, why isn't there some sort of music being played? Like I, like, yeah. Almost all the time. One of our coolest things that we got years ago was the little Alexa Echo Dot, whatever it is. Yeah. And it like stays in our kitchen. Just say, Alexa, play some music. That's what we do. Yeah. And what's funny now, so we play a lot of John Mayer. Oh. It's just a lot of just like easy listening. like It's modern day smooth jazz. It's modern day smooth jazz. And we like it. What's really funny is now that our four-year-old goes, Alexa, play John Mayer. Alexa. <laughs> 
and it works. So now he will walk in and go, I love John Mayer. Melexa, play John Mayer. <laughs> he doesn't know any songs. There you go. But he it just, just plays. It's, it's the milieu of his life. This morning, I think my wife had like a Hillsong playlist on. It was yeah. pretty chill this morning. Um, so yeah, I, just playing music. Is that something that you, is there, is there a certain, okay, so here's my question. Is there a certain task, event, thing that you do that you're like, music has to be on right now? Hmm. That you're like, I need music playing. That's a good question. So there would have been like a super quick answer to this. When you're at a concert. <laughs> no. Up until about two weeks ago. Hmm. Until two weeks ago, the easy answer would have been working in my shop. Yeah. It, I always have music going. Music kind of like puts me in the right mood. Yeah. Uh, kind of helps me focus. Uh, but I put a TV in my shop. Oh, no. <laughs> like two weeks ago. And so now, like, I never listen to music while I'm out there working. You just watch TV? I just watch TV. And I, I don't even watch it. It's just like on. I haven't seen the shop with the TV. Yeah. So Are you streaming anything? Yeah. So my sister-in-law, they're moving. And uh, had this extra TV. It was like, you want it? And I was like, I don't really know what to do. And we were like, we should put it in the shop. So, yeah, like the other day I worked a little bit on Saturday. College football, football was on. It was crazy. But, yeah, no, I've got uh, like a fire stick, something or other. And, yeah, it's just coming from the house. You know, it, it gets the Wi-Fi from the house. and Man. Yeah. But, like, I come from a really musical family. My mom was a music teacher for oh, forever. Yeah. My sister is a professor of music at Ole Miss. Uh, my wife's wife? vocal performance, music major, brilliant, opera singer, like beautiful, teaches piano. Yeah. So like when I look back on my life, at least stages have music like framing them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But like even if I think about specific moments in my life, like it's there are songs and music that I Absolutely. can hear that go along with that. So there's not many areas of my life that yeah. I don't think would be made better by having a little music going in the background. You know, like when I'm studying for work, I've always got some kind of... You got some classical I, music. I, I do like classical. I love it. It just kind of like... It uh, makes me feel good. It but makes me go to sleep. I, I go in your office. You have no lights on. You have one lamp. It's a cave. And you're reading and you have like classical music. And I immediately want to fall asleep. <laughs> but I'm the same way. Like as soon as I get in the office, I will put on Spotify... And let's play some music yeah. in the car. I live about seven minutes away from church. So it's a pretty quick drive. And usually I have kids in the car. Yeah. So I try to interact with them as much as possible. So car, not as much. Car is more podcast for me if nice. I'm by myself or yeah. sports talk radio. But if I'm mowing the grass, if I'm working, if I'm doing really anything, I want to have some sort of music yeah. just in the background. It doesn't have to be like, Ooh, I want to hear this new album. Yeah. It's, I just want to be a part and just have that, um, enhance where we're at. Yeah. Um, if I'm at the beach, so there's like certain songs and, and like, I got I got to listen to Jack Johnson when I'm at the beach. There you go. I'll put the Jack Johnson's, you know, Spotify list and be like, we're good. <laughs> we are good. Um, Fourth of July, uh, let me find. I just need Lee Greenwood on repeat, <laughs> and, I, and then I'm happy, right? So there's certain, uh, there's just certain areas. Um, from the birds of Barnacona. Yeah, I don't know if that was words that you just said, <laughs> but it's great. 
Hey, mark it. He's singing a podcast. It I was not going to sing in this one because it's all about music. It's all about music, but you, just, you have to do it. Um, and so what I want to talk about is your relationship and my relationship to maybe music and church and worship and just kind of music in general. Mm -hmm. um, I want this to be a fun conversation. We're not yeah. going to get very, very deep, guys. This is just something that's just kind of cool to talk about. Um, it's something that we haven't talked about a lot. We have been to concerts together and yeah. we listen to music together, but not really had a conversation about um, this. So as I did a little bit of research on this, I immediately went to, is there something in our brains? Are we hardwired mm. to crave music? Now there are some people that say like, I don't really care about music, have it playing. I don't love it. And we're not saying that you have to be like, I want to learn an instrument and I want to know all this, but from a, from a foundation level, are we created, is our brains created to interact with music in certain ways? Mm. And absolutely. Yeah. There has been a lot of studies done. UCF, um, they have done some studies, the college, uh, <laughs> UCF. I don't know any other organization that is UCF. Um, if you do, we're talking about the college. Not, not a UFC. Yeah, that's totally different. Not the fighting, UCF. Yeah. Uh, they did a really, really cool one and I can, let me put this link out, but it's just this idea of it's your brain on music. And there's been books that have been read on like your brain on music and what does it do? And I'll tell you this guys, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Shocker. Uh, so when it comes to like different areas of the brain, I don't know a lot about, but this website kind of breaks it down on like 10 different areas of the brain and how music really kind of relates to like each one. Um, so there's like the cerebellum mm. that is really, um, it, what it does is that it coordinates movement and stores physical memory. So you get, well, that has nothing to do with music, mm. but what they have been learning recently, and I say recently, not like the past few years, but a little more than that, but, um, people that are like, people that are Alzheimer patients. Yeah that hearing music and playing music when they used to do that, that there are some really cool videos online. Super cool. Also super sad. Yeah. But it will be videos where like, they don't know who their spouse is or their They're, kids are. They haven't are. talked in They in haven't years. talked, but then they play songs from their childhood or from when they were younger and yeah. they immediately like start perk singing, up, yeah. start singing, start dancing, start like playing the music. Yeah, playing it on piano. And, and so yeah. it is deep, it is hardwired deep, mm -hmm. very, very deep inside of us about this. Um, you know, you kind of look at like the temporal lobe, the big part of the front, um, it's like your language center and it kind of helps us to appreciate music. Mm. Uh, you have some other lobes that kind of help you, you know, just kind of process what is actually happening to you. And I think we get this release when we hear a song. And what's really interesting is that it's not one note or one song or one type of music that we're also all a little bit hardwired a little bit differently mm. to where different genres of music yeah. can give us the same just kind of reaction where you like a certain kind, I like a certain kind. And so yeah. that's, one reason why when I was younger, I used to look down at people that like certain music. Uh -huh. And I think people do that now. Like you like rap music, you like country music. It's you all like the same. Nickelback? You like Nickelback is not bad. <laughs> they're actually, they're, you heard it here first. Folks. They're not bad. I could send you some links. I went on a deep rabbit hole 
probably a few months ago. On who like, did who did they upset in the music industry that caused them to just be? <laughs> I have no idea. Shut down. Been shut down. But it's weird because I used to look down at people and say, "Oh, you like that kind of music?" But what they're getting from that genre is what I'm getting from what I like. Right. Um, and for you, I think right now we have pretty similar taste mm. in music. Yeah. And as we have talked more, like there's other bands that we, oh yeah, I used to like them or, oh yeah, we know about them and can share music. Give me your progression and maybe your genres of music that you like. Mm. Let's start with, do you remember like the first CD or tape? Cause we're not that old. So mine would have been a tape. I know my first CD that I got. Yeah. You know, tape is probably not even something that I would have bought, but I do think I remember the first CD I ever bought. I don't know your answers to these. And I so hope that we have the same ones. It's it can't not, be. it can't be, but it can't be. Who knows? I think the first CD I ever bought with my own money, went to the music store yeah. and bought it was Offspring Americana. Oh. Do you remember that? Yes. It, it was the one that had uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. There you but go. that was the worst song on the album. It was a great album. That I was think, the first. I think. I had other CDs, but like probably got them from my sister or my yeah. parents. See, like, you had – see, I am only child. Yeah. The only one – my first CD I remember having, I don't remember me buying it, Surely my dad bought this for me, mm. but it was Hooting the Blowfish, Cracked Review. Yeah. I had that too. Like, I just don't think I bought it. Yeah. Like got it myself. I'm sure my sister had it and I got it. I think one of the first ones that I bought might've been like Silver Chair. Yeah. Frogs, frog Stomp? Yeah. I think is the name I of it. I had a frog. Like Black cover, with like yeah. a frog, the green <laughs> yeah. frog on it. I think I remember going to music, like going to, I don't even know what store. It's yeah. like a big. Yeah. I don't even remember, but it was like such a big part of my childhood going childhood, to those youth, and searching. Like, that was such a big deal. I mean, like, and a pretty fair amount of the money that I had as a young person. Well, cause it'd be like $20. Yeah, I mean, you could, it would go, be like a $15 CD. Yeah. You couldn't go and download it. I mean, but you can go to Walmart and buy singles. Uh, that's Do right. you remember that? Yeah. For like two bucks, you can buy like a single. Yeah. But the first tape I think I owned, I didn't buy. I don't know how I got it. It had to have been parents or a friend. Um, I did have I did have MC Hammer. Nice. We had MC Hammer. We had uh, one that I really remember that sticks out to me was Best of Queen. Okay. And we wore out Bohemian Rhapsody. Best of Queen. Well, but, but y'all were watching Wayne's World. Yeah. I mean, that's... Like that's how Everybody, most people our yeah. age got into Queen is because like Wayne's World. Yeah, that's why we like this car scene. It's classic, classic in that. But in all this genre of music, I like how how different people have different genres. Because I used to look down at them sometimes, like why would you like that music? But we all kind of gravitate to what we like, mm. and whether it's country music and rap music or um, rock music and grunge music and instrumental music and folk music, all those different types of music. I know I'm leaving out a bunch of different types of music, <laughs> people. I, I'd understand. Um, I, again, I just come back that we are wired to enjoy this and, yeah. and, and it does something to us. And so what I want to do is just kind of look a little bit at the Bible. Um, 
on kind of the history of music. Because most of us, um, did you grow up singing in church or playing in church or absolutely doing all the above? Yeah. So, um, you know, my grandfather, my mom's dad, was a song leader at the church. And I can remember really some of my very earliest memories are of being in church and seeing him lead. Um, but videos of me when I'm super small, yeah. like singing church songs and pretending to lead them, yeah. you know, very Church of Christy type thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we did Lads to Leaders, which is also a very churchy Christ thing, but it was, we had song leading competitions. So we need to make a little side note for those of you. I, I would say the majority of people listening uh, at this point know that we're Church of Christ and you probably are Church of Christ, probably your friends here at church and stuff like that. Uh, but for those of you that don't know, typical a Church of Christ, traditional, no instruments whatsoever when right. it comes to Sunday morning or Wednesday night worship or, sure. or whatever it is. So when we talk about worshiping in our tribe or tradition, it is 100% acapella now just you folks singing just folks singing now you might have a praise team or you have the altos and the tenors and the sopranos and the bass and you have the leader and all those people and they do a really good job at that but when we talk about like lads leaders that is a coc <laughs> but there it's was a deep cut. <laughs> it's a deep cut but there is like a competition and i've yeah. been to those competitions i've yeah. seen it where they basically say out of the hymnal sing 462 and you yeah. gotta like find it and like know that song yeah and sing it, yeah. which is crazy because I'm like, I, I mean, I could read these words, but I, I'm going to make up how it goes, I'm sure. Um, so I definitely, definitely sang in church and, you know, I've done different things here at our church. Yeah. Um, leading uh, sort of a praise band mm -hmm. uh, with a different style, style of worship. Yeah. 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 And have that, I for me, that's not been, you know, my dad played guitar, and so we would sing Willie Nelson, and we would sing um, Merle Haggard, and we'd sing some of these older songs. But like music wasn't. I would assume that your family did y'all like have like a piano growing up? Oh yeah. So like Christmas time, it was let's all sing. Yeah. Yeah. That was nothing like ours. Yeah. Like that. That was not a part of our life. Mom and sister both play. You know, still play the piano really well. Dad can play the guitar. I don't know if he plays much anymore, but yeah. you know, definitely. But, but your family does that now though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see a video of it. Yeah, you got to see a video, yeah. right? So of like, you know, your family doing that. So it, it is, um, so you have grown up with this and yeah. I have not. So going to different churches when I was younger, going to a Catholic church, going to a Baptist church, going to church of Christ, going to a community church, whatever it is, you get to see different styles of worship. Yeah. But when it comes down, now again, I want to make a little side note. When we talk about worship, in this context, worship is, that could be a 12-part series. About right. What worship, is worship is a big word. Work is worship, and relationship is worship, and there's a lot of stuff that's worship. Uh, we are talking about specifically the musical, musical expression the of worship. musical <laughs> expression of worship. Yeah. So, uh, um, so I won't say musical expression of worship. I'm just going to say worship from yeah. here on out, just so we guys all on the same page. It was cool to see all those different yeah. 
you know, styles. Like I thought it was really neat to go to church with a big band and you're like, oh, they're rocking out. That's kind of fun. Or if you go to a Catholic church, or like Episcopalian church, and it's just singing and chanting and you're like, oh, that's really awesome too. And yeah. then you go to Church of Christ, you know, with the praise team and all these people that are singing different parts, like, oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so there's those different styles that I kind of grew up with bits and pieces going to those church. Yeah. Do you know the first time it is talked about music in the Bible? Hmm. Do you know? No. You do not? Not specifically, no. Genesis 4. Well, that's pretty early on. That is early on. Yeah. Genesis 4, there is a guy, uh, Jubal. Ah, yeah. Jubal? We'll call him Jubal. Jubilations. Jubilations. There you go. It's got to be where that word comes from. It's probably pretty close. I didn't yeah. do that much research. Jubal, where, but it, it, it in Genesis four twenty one, where it talks about he is basically the um, was the ancestor of all those who played the lyre and the pipe. Come on, he's the ancestor of all the people. So kind of like tiny guitar, and tiny he, flute. He is the first kind of singer. He's the first. He's the first uh, band, one man band <laughs> that we read of in scripture. Uh, um, I'm not going to say he's the first one ever, but he's the first one that we kind of know about. Um, cause it would always surprise me when I think about times in the Bible and I think about how long ago, but how they had like stringed instruments yeah. and they had drums and they had little guitars and they had these things It had like a craftsmanship yeah. of building flutes made out of bones and whatnot. Like they mm. had these things and they were used in different ways in the Bible. Yeah. Right, music was used in different areas of the Bible. Um, if you were to read Psalms, that's all songs. Yeah, like these poems and these songs that are written. And there's a lot of us that sing these today that we don't know we're actually singing these. Yeah, um, that we don't realize that maybe the hymns we're singing today are actually psalms that yeah. were sung back then. That's one of the things when I get to heaven that I'm like, hey. I want to hear some of these songs. Yeah. You know, let's go back to these old tracks. Yeah. And I want a Spotify playlist of like, what did it sound like back then? Right. I want to hear what that actually sounded like because I know what we sound like yeah. singing. I want to know what it sounded like and how that was. Um, yeah, so you, some of some of those even have instructions yes. associated with them. It's like to be played with with, with a, the lyre. Yeah. But then it'll even say to the tune of to the tune of something or other. Yeah. And the the and it's kind of sad. It's like you said, we don't know it's that's lost to history. We don't know what those tunes are. So it would be kind of cool to to get the original track. I want the original cut. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean just to hear that. Um you know, and then you have David writing songs for Saul that were to soothe him. Yeah. We have songs and drums that were played for battle right. as they go into battle. We have songs that are played um, and uh, just all like different kind for like festivals and for weddings. We can see these actually in our Bible that these were played for different like occasions in life. And we have that today. Like yeah. that's nothing new. Like we have, Again, this is we should be sponsored by Spotify. We're actually on Spotify uh, if you want to <laughs> listen to us on there. But like I had the chance to DJ my sister-in-law's wedding hey. last year, right? I'm like, I don't know what to play. 
go to Spotify and find wedding, wedding playlist. playlist. And yeah. you're like, dope. And there's like a playlist for wedding. There's yeah. a playlist for Fourth of July for weddings and for all these different festivals and things that you do. And they had the same thing. Um, another side note question. Did you play sports growing up? I did. Was there a song? Did like your football team or your baseball? I don't know what sport you played. Uh, your lacrosse team. You didn't have that. No. No. Uh, too far south. Too too far south for that. But did you play anything? Was there a song or an album that like we played before this game or an event? To, like get you psyched up. The We Ready song. That's the one that's popping into my head. Yeah. Was that Master P? No, that was not Master who P. Was, who, who did We Ready? But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I know about. exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So our football team, it was very – this is a very short little backstory. Freshman, sophomore, maybe junior year, when we went into our football locker room game day, it was silence. Mm. Our coaches, everyone said, if you want to talk, it needs to be about the game and it needs to be in the film room or it needs to be in the training room about an injury. You do not talk to each other. We are not here to have fun. We're here to focus. And it was not a fun time to be in the locker room before football <laughs> games. We're all sitting there like trying to be mean and be like, I can't, I, I can't talk to you. Especially when you're a freshman and you're not playing. You're yeah. like, I'm just sitting here in pads <laughs> hanging out. This is kind of boring. But then about junior or so year, the team kind of went to – like our coaches and said, we want music to get us pumped up. Yeah. We have a portable boom box. We got a little CD player. <laughs> we can bring our own stuff. Can we play our own stuff? And the coaches were a little reluctant to let us do it, but we finally said, well, let's play it. If we win, can we continue? And they're like, okay, well then we won some games. So yeah. they realized that it wasn't getting us out of that. We're yeah. not over here. Like whatever. So you'd have the seniors play their songs, and it was a lot of rap songs, it was a lot of, you know, like, we ready and just getting pumped up. Well, they would all leave, and us linemen, we stayed back. Well, when we got older, our, our linemen didn't want that. Then we put on, like, System of a Down, and we put on, like, some, like, Rage Against the Machine or yeah. just some stuff, and it was like, oh, we're getting two different pump-up musics going on. Um, so we listened to, like, a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, I want to hear some head banging cause I'm going to hit somebody with my head. There you go. Literally. Fun. Literally. It's yeah. going to be fun. I didn't listen to that when I played tennis. Tennis was a different ball game. We were more chill. John Mayer. We listened to John Mayer. We were just <laughs> more kind of chill on that. We also had girls on the team and they yeah. didn't want to listen to system of a down. That's fair. Um, and have that as well. Yeah. When you think of worship, is there a song is there a, a band or a song that you immediately go, that's what I think of when it comes to worship? Is there a moment, a song, something that kind of pops in your head? For me, uh, it's kind of seasonal, you know? Okay. Like uh, Christmas? <laughs> sure, definitely. Um, you know, I think, I think music in general allows us to uh, put some weight behind our emotions or struggles that we're going through or good times that we're going through. So, but if you drill that down to like praise music, worship music, uh, music that's like intentionally and directly focused at God, um, it's the same thing. So like if you're going through a rough season, 
and you connect with songs like blessed be your name you know like you give and take away my heart is going to choose to say blessed be your name like that may be the song for you and that's been the song for me at seasons in my life uh more recently um the song the blessing and uh man that's just straight up scripture yeah (laughs) um but uh just the feeling of God's presence before you and behind you and beside you all around you, you know, so I can't really put my finger on, on one song that really uh, personifies worship because I think worship and, and uh, you know, praising God through song like travels with us through our lives and the good times and in the bad times. And uh, there's always two things. There's always uh, scripture that can yeah. speak to your heart and uh, encourage you and, and pull you through whatever it is you're in, good or bad. Uh, but then there's always, there's, there's going to be some song out there that's going to connect with you and um, give you some hope and some peace. Yeah, I, that was very well put because you want to listen or hear certain songs in different areas. And you are not always in this mindset yeah. when you come to worship. It's not always you're at a base level, you can be up, you can be down, you yeah. can be going through stuff, you can be super joyous and you want to sing those songs or you can be super down and you need something to lift you up. Yeah. And um, just like just like scripture being living and, w- and you can read it one time and read it another time and it has different meaning and it yeah. pulls you in a different direction or it has different meaning to you of just how you take it. I think music can be the same thing. Um, one of the things that we do being a youth minister is we go to different conferences. Yeah. And so, you know, we go to conferences for our youth ministry. We go for our students. And so we get to hear different kind of styles of worship and different kinds yeah. and different this. Um, and then with me working at different, you know, um, working at different churches, I've worked at churches that are straight from the hymnal book Yeah. and probably don't sing a song that was written after like 1890, <laughs> right? Um, and then for us here at our church, most of our songs are newer type worship songs, but right. we still sing some of the older ones. And I've had some fun you know, conversations with our students and say, why don't we sing all these new songs? Like, can't we just sing those? Because that's what they hear on the radio. Yeah. And that's what they like and that's what they love. And like, why do we gotta sing the old rugged cross? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Have you read the lyrics to that? And even though it may not get you pumped up, yeah. you can still learn from it. And I'm like, but do you see sister so-and-so over there? Yeah. Like that's her song. Yeah. Like you get, you know, pumped up, you know, for oceans, she gets pumped up for this old rugged cross yeah. and it can pull you in different ways. And, and, and that's one thing about me, you know, just maturing is I can appreciate different styles of worship yeah. and I can appreciate different genres when it comes to actual worship songs. Cause it hits people in different ways. Yeah, for sure. And the ultimate goal of it is that we praise God yeah. and that we grow closer in our relationship with him. And yeah. we can do that through singing. Sure. And we can do that through playing instruments and just being a part of it. And, and I'd almost say sometimes when I get the closest to God is when I can't even sing. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just want to, hear it yeah and i just want to be in the presence of this um those are cool moments for sure and that's one thing just to be real that we've missed 
during this pandemic, <laughs> during this quarantine. There it is. There it is. During, during this quarantine is not being at church. Yeah. And we've been back, I don't know, eight or so weeks maybe? I have no idea. <sighs> when did we come back? I have no idea. Sometime in June? That no, can't be right. We came back right. to the office and we came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ours, we probably been back about eight or nine weeks, yeah. maybe. And we're getting more and more people show up. Yeah. And so it's getting pretty loud in there, which is good. But at home, it is fun singing with your kids. <laughs> it's fun singing with just me and my wife. But it's also like, okay, like it's like <laughs> there was just something missing. One, because yeah. I'm a bad singer. She's yeah. a very good singer. Yeah. So I feel sorry for her because she has to hear me. Yeah. Um, I think unity is really powerful. Um, unity or a community unity. Okay. Um, because I sort of have a similar emotional experience in sort of these different, um, ways, but like to see a group of people and a group of people, three, 400 people, and they're all singing the same thing is a powerful thing because people are individuals, but like to come together and to direct your attention and all be going in the same direction. I think that's just a powerful thing. Like you experience it if you're in a big crowd and everybody's singing the national anthem. Yeah. Like that's a very similar feeling. This is so stupid, but if you're at like a college football game and there's a song or like something that everybody knows and people like a yeah. hundred thousand people start singing it. It's kind of like overwhelming. Whoa, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I definitely know you'll relate to this when you're at a concert and everybody's feeling it and having a great time, but then the band plays that one song that 99 everybody of the knows, knows yeah. and everybody's just screaming. That is, I mean, it's like every, you turn from, 10,000 individuals into this one organism that's kind of like living Amoeba, and breathing. And you're like, and, and I think it's in these moments where we connect with what God intends for us. That's yeah. the type of unity that he wants in the church. And we get little glimpses of it. Little glimpses of heaven. We get little pieces of, of what our ultimate future is when people let down their guard and when people give up their individualism and join into a community expression, even the stupid stuff like college football and, yeah, yeah. and, and concerts. But like you get these little glimpses of what unity actually can feel like and your body cannot take it. Like you get an yes. emotional response and that's pretty cool. I, there is, so we do a few conferences and it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand people yeah. or whatever people. It could be <clears> like 15. <laughs> We do like a few conferences up the year. We go to one camp up in Nashville and there's about, um, I think there's about like four or 5,000 people in a room singing. Yeah. That's big. That is a lot. Yeah. Especially we, in a room. Like we go to room. one in Gatlinburg and, and like a big convention center. It's 6,000 plus people in this room singing. Yeah. But I will tell you the one place that I feel that the most. So we do a trip in the summer. Didn't get to go this year, but we do a beach trip Yeah. for just our high school students and there's maybe one or two other you know, churches that join us um, and we go, maybe about a hundred of us in this room, maybe 80, 90 people, yeah. but about a hundred. We're not in a big room. We're not in a big auditorium. We're in this small room. The ceilings are like seven <laughs> feet. It's yeah. super low, but we cram in and we sing. And I get emotional every night that we sing there 
because you see people singing unashamed yeah. and they kind of throw off what are people going to think about? And it's loud enough where it's like, it doesn't matter if you yeah. can sing good or not yeah. and just can, can just open up. Yeah. And so one of the things that gets me is seeing teenagers do this. Yeah. Now I'm a student minister, <laughs> but seeing students worship in that way where they're not ashamed and they're releasing and their hands are up and their yeah. eyes are closed or maybe they're just silent sitting down because they're trying to take in the moment. Yeah. Um, it just gets me really emotional. I'm like, man, that's what I want to be a part of. Like yeah. I want every worship experience to to have that for somebody in our audience. Yeah. Um, and so, and I know that, that that's what churches are trying to do. Yeah. Like every like Sunday morning, um, I know it's hard for worship leaders because you <laughs> have this catalog of songs and lots and of different expectations. Lot of expectations. Yeah. If you have 600 people in the room, they're yeah. thinking, well, well, here's the set list should be why, today. Why don't you sing songs? I why want don't you sing songs yeah. I want? And, and I, and I know it's hard. So if yeah. you are a worship minister, leader, song leader, shout out, shout out. You guys got a hard job. Yeah. You guys got a really hard job to do, but I know that that's what you're intending is yeah. this call to, just sing to God and, yeah. and, and to just worship him in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just enjoy having that connection yeah. and just being able to sing. One, one thing that I think about a lot is one of the first expressions that we get, one of the first ideas that we get about God is the creative aspect Oh, absolutely. One of the first things we see God doing in the story of Scripture is creative work. And man, there's, a, there's just a clear tie between the work of God and creative expression of all kinds that I think we've kind of lost a little bit uh -huh. in our church. Yeah, um, We have kind of said, no, those things are over there. And they don't really have anything to do with God, but these are over here. These do have to do with God, but like, um, there's this idea of common grace. I don't know if you're familiar with, mm -hmm. with that idea, but it's, it's, it's that God is so good. Yeah. God is so good to mankind that his creative nature expresses itself through lots and lots of people, whether they know him or not. That oh, God okay. is so creative and yeah. so good that that creative work is expressing itself through art yes. and music, dance and dance, yeah. and poetry and writing, and um, that we as Christians can engage with those things and look for God in and there and see Him in those yeah. things. Now, there's like clear even if the artist didn't intend it, it to be absolutely God, we still can still see in it there. in yeah. that. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, you and and also to acknowledge that there's some creative expression that is so marred and broken by the sinfulness of this world that you know those things are easy to spot. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you know, um, but. You know, you hear somebody riffing on a guitar and you're just like that yeah. you you couldn't do that on your own, bro. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> that's it's inspired yeah. and there's something more going on, you know. And I think I think that God loves us so much that he allows us to in, engage with his creative nature all over the place. It's pretty cool. Well, and I think that we just to piggyback what you said is I think that we 
say, no, that belongs over here. Yeah. It doesn't belong over here. And we've said this maybe every other podcast that we, we're really good at putting God in a box. Yeah. And this is how God shows himself. And this is where God lives. Yeah. And God's like, hey, dude, I created the world. You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss <laughs> of me. I've done all of this. Like, yeah. I, I am music. Yeah. I am art. Yeah. I am this expression. And so when we can see people, um, and there's been this, wave uh in the past probably 20 or so years where you see like the jesus painters and yeah. you see different people that use their arts and talents in different ways um and like yeah a jesus painting is is beautiful and a beautiful expression of yeah of god working in the world but so is like a beautiful painting of a lily or something yes, you know right? what i'm saying yes. like, <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to be yeah. this is a christian artist this is, this a, is christian a christian artist this yeah. is a christian painting no this is a painting and i and if it's, I mean, like Bob Ross, I yeah. don't know if Bob Ross was a Christian, but I see it. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. He's painting what God created. Yes. He's painting nature yeah. with the happy little trees. Yeah. That's what he's all about. And so um, if you guys don't know, I think Bob Ross is on Netflix, so they can go out and watch Bob Ross. That's a little side note for you. Watch some old episodes. Was um, it intended to be like a tutorial? Were you supposed to paint along with him? I mean, I think or you can learn. Or was it just to watch and enjoy? I think you can learn, but both. Okay. Yeah. He had a beautiful head of hair. As as someone who shaves his head because I'm going bald, yes, he has a beautiful head of hair. I think it's gorgeous. Dense. It's like, very dense. Like bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dense like bread. Well, I think we've reached the end of anything well, useful. All right. Here. Now we've gone from Bob Ross to his hair being bread. Um, well, I, I don't think we blew your minds, you know, today on deep thing about music but you just get to hear our hearts of like there's different styles of music yeah. there's different genres of music and god intends us to connect to him in that yeah for sure. and so open up your palette open up your start your, looking for god your everywhere. dome and really to end this yeah in any kind of art and dance and i think of like architecture and ah, just different yeah. things of like See God in that. I, I preached a few months ago, I believe. I don't know where last time I preached, but we talked about the wonders of God yeah. and like seeing Him in everything. And even though it's not a Christian band, you can still see it and yeah. in, in, in many things. So um, we would love to hear from you guys. Like, hey, what is a artist right now? What's a song right now? Maybe it's Christian. Maybe what's, it's what's not. Speaking to you? What is speaking to you right now? Um, one of my favorites. This is a, a this is a wreck. This is a recommendation. Come on. Um, I am, and I've been on this for the past few years, and I dig it. Phil Wickham, his sing along albums. Yeah. I think there's four. I know there's three. He may have a new one come out, maybe. Um, but it's Phil Wickham, just a sing-along and it's like acoustic and it's him in a crowd yeah. and you can hear the people worship with him and he sings old songs and he sings new songs yeah. and original songs. And man, that's just one that gets me. Like when I want to just chill and worship, that's a song that I'll just play in the car and get that right there. All right. I got one too. Okay, good. Cause I didn't ask you for one. <laughs> I do want one, but I didn't give you a heads up for one. And I don't know anything about this other than what I've enjoyed from it. But you know Shane and Shane? Love Shane and Shane. We sing it in the youth group. Shane and Shane did a Psalms series. Yes. 
And I'm pretty sure they it's did just all 150 Psalms. They, they have a song all? for each one and there's different series, but there's some crazy good stuff and it's all scripture. Like, yes. you know, it's just all scripture. So super cool. Shane and Shane in themselves have a lot of good yeah. um, stuff as well. Oh, good. So there you go. There's some stuff for you guys. Hit us up if you guys have some stuff that y'all like. Uh, man, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Rate, review, Apple, Spotify. I don't think you can rate on Spotify, but we're on there. Justin does a little dance when he, when he goes through. It's like, it's like those uh, blow-up guys outside of car dealerships. There you go. Love it. Thank you. Uh, see, I got to give people the visual. They can't see you. <laughs> I, get, I get to see you. That is true. Um, hope you guys have a great day. Hope you have a blessed day. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye, friends. Peace.